You and I have got Apple Watches. Yes. Stainless steel Series 6 models, don't you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, which were sort of anniversary gifts to each other. Yes. What I've noticed recently, and it's really dragged me in, is the way the fitness app and the fitness experience works. You've got the rings, you've got the, which I've sort of become a bit uh, conscious of. Obsessed with. Well, not obsessed, but... Yeah, obsessed. Yeah, as I hit the um, 100 days, you know, of literally hitting all three rings. But it's the exercise challenges, these monthly challenges, Mm. that you have also become a little obsessed with whilst you're throwing (laughs) stones. Um, What was your one last month to get the October challenge? So my October challenge was to to get 12 stand hours a day. And did you do it? Yes, for 23 days out of the month, which I found relatively easy. Right, and what did you get this month? This month was a lot more difficult. I had to do 15,000 kilocalories in the month of November, which worked out probably about 450 kilocalories a day. So I could run a 5K and go for a walk, a long walk, and still not get 400 kilocalories. So I would struggle even when I'm on my feet all day at work and moving around all day. I would still struggle to get over 350 kilocalories. So I think this month will be a very difficult month to manage. And I believe it's because last month I did, I did the Brighton, the virtual Brighton Marathon and the virtual Rygate Half. And I think that's where it's getting the numbers from and why it set me such a difficult challenge. But this month with my hip injury... I I really can't, there's no way I can achieve 15,000 kilocalories in in the month of November. Right. And for those two events you did, you got real medals, which you keep reminding me of. Yes, I did. Rather than these (laughs) silly little badges. Yes. In an app. Yes. They're on the wall. They're only on the wall because I bought you that nice thing to put on the wall. But, okay. And it's... I find it interesting how you've still reacted to it, though, because for me, it's a similar sort of thing. This month, I've got to do 43 minutes of exercise a day on average, which for me is a bit of a jump because I normally I'm happy to just get over the 30 minutes a day. But and it's a silly little thing. I know it's a silly little thing calling it a November challenge and giving you a little virtual medal. But currently I'm averaging about 48 minutes of exercise a day. So as silly as it is, and as much as I know it's just a little game, it's working. Mm. I'm doing more exercise each day and consequently I'm moving more. Last month I had to do 109 miles of moving in the month overall. And it, it does look as though the algorithms are looking at where you need to what you could improve upon. Yes. It's, it's there to push you. It's there to push you a little bit further. It just so happens that that mine this time is, is a balance between pushing and being sensible. 
because your job doesn't help because you're doing night no. shifts as well and then you can sleep all day and then I sleep so it's a 12 and a half hour shifts they're very busy shifts so you don't really get you know you can't really exercise when you come home um and midwifery if you're delivering a baby you're not actually moving much not moving as much no but you can be on your feet most of the day um and and be very busy i can easily do kind of 12 14,000 steps in a day on a shift um but it doesn't give me those that that move those killer calorie um move goal and it's interesting isn't it how on the killer calories yours is half of mine what it expects you to do in a day um, yeah. is half the number. Your challenge you've got for this month would I'd probably clear it in fifteen days, if that, without even trying. So because I'm probably not far off double your weight, uh, it's it's clever how it understands over time what your target should be. And it seems to me the one thing that people don't talk about so much is when I see reviews of the Apple Watch and people discussing it, they all talk about the design, they talk about the materials and how it looks and what faces you can put on and the apps and the notifications and it goes on and on and on. They rarely talk about how the fitness aspect of it gets better over time as it starts to see your trends. And it's partly because of lockdown as well. In that, I, I've said before about how I needed a goal. I needed something, something silly to target. Yeah, I feel like I've got something to focus on. And when you've got something to focus on, it gives you a little bit of motivation, which makes you feel better in yourself. So I'm still going to try and hit that target. I know I'm not going to, but I'm still going to give it my best shot. Yeah, and I guess behind all of that, is although you think, although I can think it's silly, I don't need a silly little medal. Underneath all of that, it's making me fitter. It's making me healthier. But you do still feel proud when you get it. It well, is that sense of yes. Oh, it is, but it's strange actually because what what I find odd is that it is a case of like last month when I hit the hundred and nine miles, it was like yes, excellent, I got a badge. Not for a minute did I think. Yeah, I actually moved an awful lot more this month. So it's unconsciously doing me good. Yeah. And and that maybe is the genius of it. And I am aware that other apps do such things, Garmin, Fitbit. Although Garmin seems to be very much focused on if you're you've seen it at your marathons, almost everyone wears Garmin. I see I see Garmin more as your serious athlete, your um your, your serious runner rather than somebody that wants to improve their fitness yeah and I suppose also on that then it's someone who has the willpower who has the motivation already and they use Garmin as a tool to measure yes what they're doing and Fitbit I used to think Fitbit was very good and to be fair I lost seven and a half stone with Fitbit just purely looking at the steps. But Fitbit starts you off very, you know, very simply really, doesn't it? And it it has a price range that covers everybody. Whereas Apple Watch is, is quite an expensive watch to put on your wrist. You, know, you can get the Apple Watch 
one, but you're still talking... You get the Series 3 for 199 new. Okay, but that's still quite a lot of money for someone starting out on fitness. A Fitbit Tracker is 129. So, in actual... Not like a zip or something like that. They don't do zips lines. anymore. Um, I think the zip stopped about five years ago. Oh, did it? Yeah, it's, it's good to keep up with them. <laughs> um, there's a site you can visit, mcgst.com. Oh, right, okay. okay. He's, Maybe he's quite might, good. I he's might a, check it out. He's a bit of a knob, but... Um, <laughs> I think the one thing, maybe I suppose, with the Apple Watch is they have done well to keep the pricing so that it is accessible to a lot of people. Not everyone, obviously. But I always found with Fitbit, it became quite linear. You, it might say, hey, what's your target? 10,000 steps a day. 10 flights of stairs. Not that things could ever track flights after But that's a, while. a good start, isn't it? <clears throat> it is but a start, but people... it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't seem to do anything... It didn't Beyond want to improve that. your fitness. No, and and so what happens is... I still think there is a place for for Fitbit. I really do, for people that are starting out, for people that don't want to wear a watch on their wrist, for something that's a little bit more um, subtle to, to measure their steps. And let's face it, when you're starting out, just moving more is what you need to do. And Fitbit allows you to track your steps and that gives you some motivation. It's when you're moving on from that and you want to improve your fitness, that's where Fitbit doesn't quite come up to scratch and you need to move on. Yeah, I, I think there's a place for Fitbit if you want a device that is quite inaccurate, has deliberate flaws and some of the worst customer service you could ever experience whilst the company completely ignores flaws that have been there for many years. But I don't want to be negative about them. And no. I believe Google bought them anyway now. So maybe you'll see improvements whilst your privacy is invaded at the same time. But the, the, the point I'm making, I think, with Apple, and I agree with you, you're right, Fitbit is, it, it, there is a place for it and it works for more people. Yes. than maybe an Apple Watch. Because for most of us, the notion of tracking everything you do and tracking movement and exercise is a bit alien. It feels a bit strange. So Fitbit does work very well in that regard. There's no doubt. And then to me, I tend to see Garmin as for the person who is very focused on the numbers. But they actually do it themselves. They use it as a mere tool as part of a program that they're following from someone else. What I find with Apple and the new and the fitness app is that this new monthly challenge thing is really quite good. We were so sad that we got to the last day of, a, of last month, and I think I got to the point where it actually miscalculated, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And as far as I'm concerned, all the way through it was saying you've got to do 3.4 miles a day for like the last week. And on the last day, it told me I had to do 6.8. Somehow. No, but mine does the same. Mine keeps saying 433. But right from the beginning, even though I've missed that target. No, but this was so changing. No, but this was changing. What, what was happening is the more movement I did, it was varying. So it might be 3.6 a day. Then it went down to 3.5. Then it was going down to 3.4. Suddenly on the last morning, it told me I had to do 6.8. So it had somehow forgot a day. Okay. Anyway, I was sad enough to do that 6.8 and get and get my little badge. And it was quite sad how I think one of us said um, the very sad phrase, and it wasn't me, 
I'm really looking forward to seeing what the next monthly challenge is. Yeah. yeah. And I remember you saying it and be looking at you going, are you? <laughs> but it's true. But you it, do, you get, because you, you get a sense of, of pride. And, it's, um, and when you do sign up for these little things and you do achieve them, they are, they are those small achievements for you. For you personally, and they do make you feel good. You know, you're not. It's not an actual medal, and it, it, you're not. Just to me. Everybody doesn't know about it. But when I sign up for like I, I do Nike Run Club, and sign up for challenges of doing a um, hundred k in a month, or um, it, it makes me feel really proud when I've done it, and it's an achievement for me. And it's interesting, isn't it, the psychology, as I said, of do you feel proud because you've done it and that's it and you've got your little virtual award? Or do you feel proud and actually can stop to think, wow, I've done 100K? Because I don't find myself making that leap to, although I'm happy that it's made me fitter, in some ways it works for me to just have the gamification of it and yeah. to just have this little virtual medal yeah. and to not consider the fact that I'm making myself fitter because I think if I did, I'd find it harder work. No, it's more the way it makes me feel. Yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? I don't think it? about the fitness. I think about, oh, I've done that. And it's the way it makes me feel. And especially when, you know, let's face it, 2020 has been miserable for pretty much everybody so for your mental health, I just it just makes you feel it's the little things that make such a big difference. Yeah. And I've and I suppose I'm appreciating the fact that you know a little computer app has said, "Well done, you've achieved this." <laughs> That's almost as sad as what you said at the end of last exactly. one. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same, and I feel bad in a way that I've spent years criticising the Apple Watch Ring fitness system. I saw it as a novelty. But uh, for some reason, obviously with the lockdown, it's uh, I, I've fallen into the trap and now it's hard to let go. I still have the problem where I desperately want to wear a normal watch all the time if I can. But you have found a solution for that. I found a solution that some find ridiculous of wearing the Apple Watch on my upper arm. Uh, and, and it's not a perfect solution. But you don't always wear your watch. It's just the days that you want to wear a watch. Yeah. It, it gives you that opportunity. Otherwise, you're double wristing, which you never felt comfortable with. Some people do. But no, that's you true. feel more comfortable in having, you so see, you've still got your Apple Watch and, it, and it's still monitoring you. But when you want to wear a normal watch, you can. Yeah, it's still something I'm, I'm not overly comfortable with. But mm. maybe I'd be better. Maybe I'd feel more comfortable if one of them was a Rolex date, just 1601. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> what do you think? Are you looking forward to Fitness Plus from Apple? I am. I am because I, I just think it would be good to have everything under one roof. And I and I think that's where my problems are with my injuries is I don't do enough strength training. So I need to improve my muscle strength. And I think that is going to protect me a little bit more from all these aches and pains that I I get. So if I can have something all under one umbrella, if you like, um, I think it's going to help. 
Yeah, and I think I'd be the same. I think I would be looking forward to using it um, if it wasn't for my shoulder. I don't know if I mentioned that I hurt my shoulder. You might be no, aware. No, you don't men- You don't talk about it very much. No, no, I should. Okay, I'll, I'll try and mention it even more. Um, and I think I would be as well. And I, I suspect, I, I hope, as you say, it's all going to work together. Yeah. And it's it's this clever Apple trick, isn't it, of feeding more and more into one device. A bit like, can you imagine not having iMessage? Can you imagine using text messages again? Apple Music, it, it feeds into the iPhone. And so yeah. it, it makes to. these devices more indispensable. Yes. But what's interesting is we, we moved up to the top tier of Apple One. And I think I've downloaded two games from Apple Arcade. Nothing particularly special about them. Um, News Plus, I don't know, are you using News Plus? I know you read Apple News all the time. Have you found yourself Uh, reading any magazine articles? Not magazine articles. I mean, I pick up articles. So a lot of the time I I would click on articles and then I realise, oh, they're Apple News, so I can't read them. Oh, whereas you don't. So so now I I can read them. So it's more articles that I see on Apple News rather than finding and sourcing a magazine that I want to read. Yeah, because I think without Fitness Plus, I mean, obviously it's coming. There isn't a huge amount you notice there day by day. I don't think any of you use Apple Arcade. Um, I've, I've <clears throat> downloaded a couple of games, but I haven't really had a look at it properly. No, and I don't think anyone cares that Apple iCloud is now two terabytes because people just use it to back up. But, uh, yeah, I think Fitness Plus will be the key to that, to making Apple One a success yes, and to just enhancing the watch even further. But I suspect we're stuck now, strangely, not with the Apple Watches, but with the system and everything that goes around it. But the system works well for us. So will you? do you see yourself sticking with it? Obviously, there's the caveat there that the next time you run a marathon... The Apple Watch is close to useless. Well, no, because I can have my phone with me as well. You know, and you could have a, a battery or you could have two watches or, you know, there, there's ways around it anyway. What, two Apple Watches? That seems a funny way to get around a deficiency I mean, the, the, of a product. The battery, the battery isn't great, but you're talking about... Um, you know, running running one marathon, and the fact that the, the marathon takes me, you know, five and a half, six hours to, to run. So most people can run a marathon in less than four hours. Why don't you do that then? Well, because I'm nearly 50, and I'm late to exercise, so it does take me a long time. Um, and, you know, therefore, it's, it's not ideal for me, so I would need to take some kind of backup, so either a phone or um, to go with the Apple Watch. Um, whether that changes again, I'm not sure I'd run another another marathon again. Um, I think I'm just going to stick with the with the halves. But yes, it, so it has drawbacks there. But for for what I want personally out of a, a fitness product, it delivers. It delivers on on all levels for me. It's probably not going to deliver for someone that's a serious athlete, and it's probably over, you know, it's going to over deliver for somebody that's just starting out. But yeah. for me, but it, it sits works. in that big middle ground, and I think it's that point that it it actually encourages 
people to get fitter without them necessarily noticing it. And as I said at the start, that to me has been the real surprise with it, is that I'm doing much more than I ever was, but I almost don't notice I'm doing it. Yeah. And that's that's genius in yeah, a way. It is. Admittedly, that's a word that's a bit too descriptive, but it is. It's it is working. It's it's I'm doing probably twice the amount of exercise I would have done in previous years. And yet I don't feel like I'm doing it because my eyes look at this stupid little app on the phone. Where am I today to these goals? Am I going to get this stupid little badge and all that? But in the meantime, this hugely important aspect of my life where I'm getting so much fitter is is happening all the time in the background. And it sounds like hyperbole. It sounds like I'm really going over the top about it. But, yeah, it works. But isn't that what exercise is, is meant to do? It's It's not meant to be a chore. If it's a chore, then people don't do it. That's true. It's a, it's a matter of not realising and, and incorporating it in, as part of your life and not realising that you're doing it, not realising that you're getting fitter. And that's probably the true, I'll say the word again, the true genius of the platform. Yes. And how it... I mean, the final question, I don't... Do you look back at all in the fitness app at your old, you know, the rings and all? I have this sad habit of looking back through the months and seeing all these months with three rings completed. And I've even got a couple of apps that present the data in a different way, just because they do. And I don't. I quite like looking back, so I feel quite good at having done that. I don't tend to look back at my stats. Um, I I look back and for something like the VO2 max. Your mind's um, going down. The, the exercise. Hmm. But no, not for not for sex because I don't I don't close all rings. If I'm working, I don't close the exercise ring. The only ring I close is the is a stand ring because I'm you know I'm on my feet for eighteen hours in a day. And I suppose if you got into the habit of changing the targets, that almost becomes a dangerous habit that would defeat the whole object of it. Yes. So mine isn't so much as it's it's making me do more, although it, it does with regards to the challenges. Um, mine's more for just keeping a, a track on my my steps, um, my stand hours, making sure that I'm moving. Um, it gives me a good idea, but it's my running that that is what keeps me fit um, overall. Yeah. So when I'm off, I can do longer runs and therefore I'm closing the rings, um, you know, two or three times over. So I find that kind of makes up for the days that I'm not closing the rings. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose you mentioned the VO2 max. When I look at, because uh, I haven't been using it that long, so you only get trends after, I think it's 180 days. Mm. But my VO2 max has dropped by mm. one. Um and it's interesting how it dropped as I'd put on a bit of weight during lockdown and okay. was starting to do less. And I'm still waiting for it to go back up. Yeah. But I think I suspect that for long-term users of the Apple Watch, the trends become even more informative 
and you start to then look. So notice it's got walking pace, VO2 max, then all your data for your move, your exercise, your stand, your distance, your stand minutes, your running pace, etc. etc. And I mm -hmm. suspect that what happens there is people continually try to improve that. At some point though I look at those stats, I don't necessarily look at the rings. No, and and that and that makes perfect sense. But I guess at some point, if you go back to the previous episode from a couple of days ago, or in this case where we're sat now ten minutes ago, it there's gotta be an end point. And I wonder if Apple has built in the end point, and I know that sounds silly, but there has to be a point where if you carried on trying to improve, you are going to hurt yourself. You're going to cause yourself damage. And I wonder how far it goes or if the whole thing is within reasonable tolerances. No, I think everybody knows. If you, for, for example, your resting heart rate, my resting heart rate's gone from about 73 down to 56. Now, I know wow. that's not going to improve very much more. You know, it's not going to go down to 30 or 20 or 10. You know, so <laughs> maintaining it at, at a, between 50 and 60 is right for me. And the same with my with my running pace. I can improve a little bit on my, on my running pace, but I'm not going to be, you know, I'm quite short, I'm quite small, I'm coming up to 50. I'm never going to be a fast runner. You know, and I've I've got to understand that. So my um my average pace is always going to be relatively relatively slow, and I might improve that slightly, but I'm not going to improve it massively. So I think it, you you get to know what is right for you, and then it's about a matter of maintaining it. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I suppose you're right. I think you have to start just going by what you know. And I was just looking at the health app now. My resting heart rate has gone from 51 to an average of 45 now. So that's, that's going high. down all the time. And that is low. And that probably explains why I'm dizzy quite a lot yeah. of the time. And it's interesting because that immediately, when I look at that, it's the first time I've looked at that in a long time. Makes me think maybe I should speak to someone about that. Because I'm, you know what, I'm not a small person. I'm over six foot. I'm quite big built that's obviously a low heart rate. Mm. And it probably explains a lot of the symptoms I've had recently where I'm thinking, oh, am I getting diabetic? You know, as you do, because you get certain symptoms. Yes. So, yeah, I, sp I, I think that's the other thing they've nailed as well, isn't it? Is the, the ECG, the, um, the blood sensing, oxygen sensing. And there's so many alerts you can have for your overall health. Again, that all feeds into not just yeah. as making yourself fitter, but potentially warning you to more serious problems. Yeah, I think that's amazing. <clears throat> but for for me, coming up to menopause age, bone density is really important for me to to main, make but sure it that I've monitor got, that. Would it? No, it's not going to monitor bone density. Oh, I see. But that's why I'm doing the exercise because. You know, I, I need to improve my um, my muscle mass and I need to improve my bone density and to ensure that I'm not going to be... Excuse my ignorance, then. Exercise improves your bone density? Yes. Oh. Yeah, of course it does. How? 
Well, because you're moving around a lot more. So the more you move, the the, the stronger your bones become. Oh. So, yeah, any exercise it improves your, your bone density. And especially when you come up to menopause and your, um, you know, levels drop, hormones go all over the place, and then it, you can, it can cause osteoporosis. So I think it's really important, especially for women, to be exercising coming up to menopause. So, yeah, long walks, running, all of that improves bone density. I never understood that. <clears throat> I never understood that about menopause. And I certainly don't understand women. No. So no, no, you don't. No, I don't. But that, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, just a quick, really quick episode because we were talking about getting fit, and it's it's become a bit of a thing for us, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Some people will listen and think, "How sad is that?" But who cares? Probably, but for us, it's right, and, and we're for getting us, fitter. It's, it's keeping us sane through lockdown. Yeah, because we're sort of certainly not doing that for each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.